0: Welcome back, everyone. It is Saturday, November 4th, 2023. I hope everybody had a happy Halloween and is enjoying their November. And I hope your Christmas decorations are up already. This week, I was playing around with the new equipment that I got, and I ran into a battery issue. So I was having a very interesting discussion about the history of Israel and Palestine from somebody who knew what they were talking about. And I'll try and have that for you guys next week. But as a weekly update, I just wanted to talk about a few things that went through my mind during the week. So the first thing is xylitol nasal spray. I saw an ad or an article for a study that was done on this xylitol nasal spray from a brand called I don't know what they're called, it's spelled X-L-E-A-R the X is kind of shaded out, so I think it's clear but I'm not 100% sure. So anyways, I saw this study I already knew about this from COVID time it was on the bulletproof blog or the podcast or something with Dave Asprey where he was talking about different things you can use to reduce your severity or your exposure for COVID-19. This is one of the things that he talked about was using a xylitol nasal spray. And this is kind of along the lines of the monolaurin. If you wake up and you feel not 100%, it's something that you can use. It's Also, if you're in a high-risk environment, you can use this stuff. I think on that information that I had, they kind of rated it as better than hand sanitizer because hand sanitizer kind of kills everything all the time. You don't want to be using it all the time, maybe before you eat, but you got to have some germs in your life if you want to get used to dealing with germs. If you have no germs all the time, then you're going to need a bubble. You're going to have to live in a bubble. So XLEAR is a xylitol nasal spray. On Amazon right now, it's $29.97. Hopefully it doesn't get banned by the FDA like they tried to do with NAC during COVID time because it's just xylitol and a couple of other things. It smells kind of good. One of the recommendations on that article was to put a few drops of Lugo's iodine into it, and that's what I've been doing. I got that from Amazon. Also, along with a bunch of extra stuff that I probably don't need, all from amazon.com. Thank you, Amazon. No affiliation. So I want to talk about this study. They took, let's see, 556 high-risk healthcare professionals. They administered this nasal spray up to three times a day, and they're in a high-risk environment. They put out a peer-reviewed, double-blind, placebo-controlled, randomized clinical trial, which means they gave some of them placebo and they gave some of them the real stuff. And they found that there was a 62% fewer infection rate for the people using the nasal spray. And from the times that I've been using it, I think it's legit. The sprays were administered with six to eight hours between the doses, and the quote was that it has been shown to significantly reduce SARS-CoV-2 infections in healthcare workers with 62% fewer infections when compared to placebo. So I think it's something that you should use. You don't have to, but if you want to, you might like it, just like everything else I had this on the notes at the bottom, but you know, this is not a place where I'm telling you, you have to do things because then you probably wouldn't listen anymore. We all like to tell people about the good things that we found. I think it's just human nature. If you have a funny movie, you want your fellow friends and humans to experience what you experienced you want them to have that joy or have that positive experience i think it's it's a good part of human nature but if you keep bothering people about the same thing you're kind of an asshole you need to let it go i think it's okay to bring it up because there's also that other side where somebody finds out about it and then they're like why didn't you tell me about it and then you feel bad because you should have told them about it. This is kind of like what we're doing here, is we're just telling you about stuff. And when I say we, I mean me. I'm just telling you about stuff, and if you don't want to do it, then it's not going to hurt my feelings. But you're not going to tell me that I didn't tell you about it. So you do what you want to do. I'm just bringing this to your attention. X-L-E-A-R. Xylitol nasal spray. Monolaurin from coconuts. I think they're good. You might think they're good too. You might not like them. I think you should try it. If you want. You don't have to. You can still be friends. You can tell me about funny stuff that you saw. Don't bother me about it, but you can tell me about it. It's kind of like what we do on Instagram. We send each other the reels, you know, just to make sure that you got the chance to see something funny. But don't send like 10 a day. Maybe maybe like three. Maybe we should put a cap at three or four tops, maybe because you know, other people they, they're scrolling too, they're probably seeing the same stuff. It's okay to share, don't overshare or overshare. I don't know, do what you want. That's, that's what we're all about. We're all about encouraging you to do what you want to do. We're just here to share. And so, what I wanted to share was about a sale that I found, you know, we're coming up on Christmas and Black Friday season. The sales are running rampant, getting notifications every day, but I think I found a couple of excessively good sales. And you may not be interested, but if you are interested in weightlifting shoes, Olympic lifting shoes, whatever you want to call them, they're designed to help you with squat or olympic lifting movements. So what are lifting shoes? We should talk about this for a minute. Actually, let's talk about the sale first. I found a, they're typically around $200, which is pretty high for a pair of shoes. On the on the flip side, these fuckers never wear out. Like they never. I think I got a pair for like four or five years and it's like this thing won't die so it's hard to justify replacing it but lifting shoes they they have rigid rigid heels they only bend in the forefoot they're super stable so it's a good platform to get under a couple hundred pounds but the other thing they have is they have a bit of an angle so pretty much the standard is like a 21 millimeter drop So your foot is on kind of a slope. And when you lift the heel, it reduces the amount of ankle mobility that's required to get into that good squat position of proper depth. Sometimes you'll see people at the gym putting like 45-pound plates under their heels. This is an okay solution. It's free, basically, but it's overall pretty kind of MacGyver-ish, and these shoes will do that for you. On the flip side, you might have to spend some money. So up to you. You want to put 45-pound plates, roll them out, put them flat, set them up, step back onto them, do your squats, finish up your set, peel them off the floor, roll them back, hoist them back onto where they belong, or do you want to lace up your squat shoes and put them on? Don't let me forget to tell you, I don't know how you can do that, but I will not let me forget to tell you not to deadlift in those shoes, and we'll talk about why. But on the squat, we want a vertical shin, right? Ideally, we want a vertical shin. We don't want the knees going too far over the toes. I know the popular thing is knees over toes. That's fine. But when we get under a heavy load, you want to visualize, I'm told, vertical shins, and a flat back. That's not what's actually going to happen, but that's what you're going to visualize because if you put the knees too far forward, you're putting a lot of compression on those knees, and what you need is for the hip flexors to get that stretch so that you can gain from that squat. So from the TYR site, if I can find it, they are the most anatomical lifting shoe on the market. And the reason they're saying this is because this is the first shoe designed with a wide toe box so that your toes can splay and feel kind of your balance. If you're not able to engage your toes as part of that kinetic chain, your body's not going to be able to generate as much force. And it's kind of a protective thing to keep you from getting injured or keep you from injuring yourself. So these let your toes do what they're supposed to do. Some people, you might have seen them squat with no shoes at all. They have a good connection to their toes, but they also have good ankle mobility. So if you have jacked up ankles like me or most of the people, or if you're inflexible, this is a good way to help yourself out. Okay, so this one has a 21 millimeter heel to toe drop. And it's got two straps on it to kind of strap your foot into the, into the shoe. The shoe, like I said, is normally $200. Right now, except for like one or two colors, this shoe is on sale for $140. And on top of that, like I had recommended last time, search the internet for a discount code, I found two. On the TYR site, I found 25% off, but if you're going to ship to Hawaii, you still got to pay 13 bucks in shipping. The whole thing comes out under $120. I also got an email from Box Basics, which is another site that sells CrossFit workout type stuff. I'm not a CrossFitter, but you know, the equipment is good sometimes. I found a 20% off on that with free shipping, so less percent off, but no shipping, and I will put links to both of those sites and both of those discount codes in the episode description. And that shoe comes out also around 120 bucks, just under 120 So now is the time if you wanted to try this out. It's something, you know, it's like the difference of uh, taking something like a noble shoe that doesn't have a heel that compresses a lot. And it's like going from squatting in tennis shoes to noble shoes. It's, of course, more stable. This is like the next level where we're going from like a noble to a squat shoe where it's really going to help you out with your mobility. And on the note of squats and putting the information out there, squatting is a basic human movement. You should be able to ideally squat down and stand back up. Okay, you should also be able to pick stuff up off the ground. We see that in like a deadlift. And you should be able to press things over your head, like an overhead press. So these basic movements are translated into weightlifting movements, and they build up kind of strength and resilience so that you can go through your day with a little bit more ease. It also makes you less prone to injury because you have the muscle capability to provide decelerating forces, which is what prevents injury. Like if you step on a bath mat and it slides out from under you and you got to slow yourself down so that you don't crash into the ground. That's the kind of things that can help you out in your everyday life. On top of that, if you wanted to get into the muscle building part of it, you're going to strengthen the muscles in the legs, the quads, the calves, hamstrings. It's going to actually strengthen your knee joint It's going to strengthen your lower back, your mid-back, your upper back. It's going to improve your core, and it's going to improve your balance. And so how do we do that? First of all, without any weight or any bar, we can work on the mobility part of it, because if we have tight hip flexors and tight ankles, the mobility is going to be the first difficult part of it. And if you haven't done it a lot or for a long time, and you're old like me, it's going to be hard to start. So... You take a shoulder-width stance, with your feet on the floor. Put your toes out about 30 degrees. You can use something to help you with your balance. Hinge at the hip and bend the knees. Think about that vertical shin as you sink into your squat. And sit back like you're trying to sit back on something like a bench. I think everybody's trying to sit back onto a bench. That's the same movement. You go as low as you comfortably can. And we want to get as much depth as we can without losing tension in the hamstrings. If you do partial squats, like if you think that going to full depth is going to be worse for you, the partial is actually worse for you because it puts more shearing forces on your knees. So as you get past that partial into the full depth, you're reducing the shearing forces and you're increasing the compressive forces, which are not as bad for causing an injury. Okay, If you can't get into that squat, you know, using your balance and mobility, that's probably because you need to work on it. And is it worthwhile to work on it? Yeah, I think it is, because, you know, the more mobile you are, the less likely you are to get injured and the more easily you can go through your day So it's worthwhile for sure, even if you're not going to add weight to it. It's good to go through. I was told by a massage therapist that if you stretch before night, I mean before you go to bed at night, if you sleep in the night, I guess in the daytime too if you sleep in the day, if you stretch before you go to sleep, that is supposed to have the best result for waking up feeling good. I didn't really try it yet, but I'm going to try it maybe today the guy definitely knows what he's talking about stretch before you go to sleep also don't ice your feet if you're going to get up and walk around because you're going to shorten everything and then all of a sudden put stretch on it and you're going to cause an injury that's a side note bonus tip don't ice your feet and then go run around Okay, but stretch before you go to sleep if you want to feel good in the morning. And I've heard that from some people that have tried that. They said that it is extremely good. They get better sleep. And of course, I have my um, sleep data trackers that can collect that information. So I'll let you know if it makes a difference on the body. Where do you go from mobility? You're going to go find a bar. Okay, the bar itself should be empty, 45 pounds on your back, a bar is pretty light at 45 pounds across your whole skeleton. If you need details on bar placement and the setup and the movement and which directions you're supposed to be driving, you need to go onto YouTube and find a fitness channel that you can relate to, find somebody with some credentials that you can trust and start studying that movement and then you can start working on it. You should work on it with an empty bar until you feel comfortable and balanced and not like you're hurting yourself for sure. And then beyond that, you should start throwing weight on that bar. If you just throw 10s on, you'll be at 65 pounds. If you can do that easily, that's great. If you can do three sets of five once or twice a week, then you can go up, throw another 5 or 10 pounds on it, and then you will start getting stronger. That method of adding weight to the bar every time you go into the weight room is popularized by the starting strength method, and they have a podcast, and they have YouTube videos, and they are adamant that a three set of five with adding weight is the very best way to add strength into your life. And so that's what I've been doing. Uh, Honestly and shamefully, 185 pounds was not so great, feeling stable last year. And this year I got under 315 and it felt pretty comfortable and pretty stable. And so that was the protocol that I was using. And so I think it works. And I'll put a link to where you can find their stuff in the episode description if you want to check it out. If you think about starting with 65 pounds twice a week, adding five pounds, which is very light for a a bi, what is that? Bi, not bipedal, bilateral, bilateral movement, two legs involved. Five pounds up is not that much weight. But if you did that twice a week, did three sets of five reps, you'll spend about 20 minutes or 30 minutes in there. And in under two months, you can throw the 45s on and you can do your sets and look like you are a workout person and you will have gained a lot of strength and resilience. That's a worthwhile endeavor. And you could be at 200 pounds for your squat two months after that. So you can go from not squatting or not being able to squat to having a 200 pound squat in less than six months with a commitment of... 20 minutes twice a week. I think that's a pretty good trade off. And then if you're a man, you're also going to get the body stuff, the hormone stuff, the testosterone release, the HGH release. And if you're a woman, I'm sorry, but you'll grow a mustache and uh, giant muscles. Just kidding. Women will not have adverse effects. They'll just get stronger and have better balance and be more resilient also. And you won't get the benefits of test and HGH like the men will, or you might. But a lot of people worry about like, I don't want to get huge and have huge shoulders and legs and you're not going to win the CrossFit games. You're not going to be huge. You're just going to be strong. So it's okay. It's going to be Okay. But for guys, I think that squats has been the key to mustache growth within the last year because before I incorporated squats, I had a pretty pathetic looking mustache and now I've gotten more compliments in more odd places than I've ever had in my life and I feel obligated to keep this until I can find a way to get rid of it, that's going to be acceptable for everybody. If you think of something, please let me know. I can't think of anything yet, so I just got to keep it. It's becoming a daily task to keep this thing under control. I don't know how much longer I can do it, but I'm trying my best. Before I started doing squats, I had the same thoughts and excuses about I don't want to put that kind of strain on my knees. I don't want to hurt my back because every time I deal with weights, I hurt my back. But I think that was just me and it's probably just you. These are excuses that we give ourselves that we don't have to put in the work. It's far easier to just say I have bad knees. If you do have bad knees, that's, that's legitimate. Don't, don't do squats if you have legitimate bad knees, but if you don't have bad knees and you just think that you're gonna cause stress that can be avoided, you're just just being weak honestly, your mind is always gonna seek comfort and so you gotta realize that and get over it. listen to David Goggins or have your friends talk shit to you or something that gets you motivated honestly if you get under a bar with forty five pounds total weight so no weight on the bar you really should be able to take that thing down and up comfortably and if you throw 10 pounds on that it really shouldn't be that difficult And if you throw you know 25s on that it might be a little bit harder but you know if you can get yourself to that point you'll probably get to where now you want to increase the weight and you start to have this habit and you start to make progress and then you start to get the benefits and this is how we do these things that are good for us we start out and we try it we find out that it's not so bad and then we keep going and then we get of course we get obsessed and we start getting crazy and turn to performance enhancing drugs and try and get our squad up as much as we can you don't have to go that far but you know halfway there is probably a good point, you know, to try and reach. So again, that's information for you to consider for your squats, incorporating squats. Um, They're really good. Uh, As far as sets and rep schemes, that's another thing from today. I'll put the link to that starting strength people and the program. You can check that out. I've tried many different uh schemes and ranges and styles and really the three by five doesn't seem like that much when you're doing it but they should be miserable and the strength does go up or at least the weights go up which i mean theoretically the strength should be going up if the weights are going up either that or you're taking it a little bit easy but you know i think that's a good method and um if you want to check it out, you can check it out. It's going to be on there. The information is going to be out there. As I uh, get older, I start to think about things more like bone density and carrying muscle on frame because inevitably we are all going to end up ugly. It's just the way it is. You know, When you're in your like 20s and your 30s, you are so concerned with how you look. And actually, what you should be concerned about is your bone density and carrying muscles into your 40s and 50s. It's like a, I saw this also, it's like a 401k where you're making investments and you're adding as much as you can so that you can live off of that when you get older. Of course, ideally, you want to be able to keep doing these movements as you get older. Because if you do it every day, it'll be like an easy thing. It'll be daily. It'll be it's use or lose if you don't, you know, if you lay in bed for six months and then you get up, of course it's hard to do stuff. Or if you find yourself in space, uh, when when you come back, you're going to have a difficult time. So that's something to think about if you're planning to go into space, you know, for a few months, when you come back, it's going to be difficult. And that makes a lot of sense because um, if you think about Superman, you know, that's one of the reasons why he was so strong is because the gravity that he had to deal with before he came to Earth Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of references that, that show, um, that strength training is valuable. So things for you to look into this week and next week, like I said, I found a way to extend that battery life. So my mobile setup is going to be out there this week and I'll be able to bring you guys that conversation. I'm going to try and narrow it down to this actually, so there's so much information, there's so much uh, stuff that, you know, we we kind of forgot, we were probably taught in school, but we probably forgot about it, and so it was good to talk to somebody who knew, you know, the history of it and all that, but I know not everybody's interested in the history, so I'm going to try and narrow it down to what the actual conflict is and what what people are talking about, what's going on, because I think the normal thing for everybody is to just say Israel and Palestine are fighting all the time and it's never going to end and it's always going to be like that. And then kind of ignore it. But it's kind of um, there's a lot more information out there that you can use to make informed choices. Of course, this is not a place for us to argue. This is just a place for us to share. And speaking of sharing, I wanted to share with you that a dog can lose their voice from barking too much? That was a question from Halloween night from my daughter, so I looked it up. And if the dog is overusing their vocal folds, it can cause the tissues to swell with excessive fluids. And this is called laryngeal edema. Okay, and because of the swelling to the laryngeal tissues, the dog's voice may sound hoarse. So that is a cautionary tale for dogs out there don't bark too much or you might lose your voice. Okay, so a couple of good things from today. Sales and discount codes will be in the episode description if you wanted to check out squat shoes or weightlifting shoes. Oh, and the deadlift. It is said on the internet that you should not use these shoes with a 21 millimeter drop for deadlifts because it puts your knees in a bad position where it's going to overload the amount of strain they need to take on. So, deadlifts are better done with a flatter shoe. That's why I use Noble trainers with a four millimeter drop available on Noble.com, NobleProject.com. There is a discount code on NobleProject.com, the official sponsor of the 2023 CrossFit Games for all first responders through IDMe.com. It's simple you can find a link that you click on in the checkout page to enjoy your 20% off your Noble purchases. I think they're pretty good. You don't have to like them. But the information is out there. 20% off. And again, to summarize, the TYR Lifter, the first anatomical lifting shoe, I also have the Romaleos Reebok also makes one, but some of the complaints are about the toe box. So I think that's why Even though they make bathing suits and goggles, they got into the shoe market, and so I have a pair, but now I need to decide if I need a second pair. I probably do. I don't know if you do. You decide if you need a pair, but 20% off Box Basics and 25% off TYR plus shipping to Hawaii. Links in the episode description. I think we've talked about enough stuff today thanks for being here to listen and please join me next week when we have an interview episode and i'll see you all then have a great week